ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, and this is the Bachelor Rush Hour. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hope you're having a nice eggnog. It's December, baby, 2022, and we are ready to go on another Christmas or holiday season, whatever you prefer. We're not participating in the culture wars. You want to do holidays? Do whatever the hell you want. Uh, use this time to enjoy the rest of a pretty wild 2022 that we've had. Can you believe we've made it to the ending there? Are you going to be refreshing your uh, resolutions for the new year? Are you going to be starting early, planning ways to conquer the world, to be a better version of yourself, etc., etc.? Let me know. As you guys know, this podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour, I can't say, I can't say Bachelor Rush Hour normally. Whenever I say it, I'm like, Bachelor Rush Hour. Uh, this podcast is, uh, I'm becoming a parody of myself. This podcast was a resolution that I had for 2023. I said, I want to start a podcast version of the show, which is an extreme amount of work to add on to an already full plate of uh, deliverables, as it were. Boy, isn't that word triggering deliverables? Either way, I'm going to deliver you guys some tea, but I do appreciate everyone that's been a part of the community. In this video, or I'm sorry, this podcast, I, I always say that, we're going to share with you guys the audio from the three YouTube videos today. So if you weren't able to catch all of my YouTube content, we'll have it right here. You know, you'll hear me respond to the people saying, get over this Victoria Fuller, Greg Grippo story. And it's like, um, no, you don't know how YouTube works. It is the biggest hit story. We had a quarter million views in under 48 hours. That's insanity, folks. Um, for those people that go viral on TikTok with seven second videos, trust me when I say a quarter million views of 15 minute long conversations is bigger than many cable news networks. And I'm doing it from the mobile studio in Chelsea, New York City. So I'm just saying, folks, I thank you guys so much for being a part of this community. I thank you for riding and or dying, although no need to do that. How about riding and thrying? I'm ride and thrive. Ride and thrive with D Niels. I appreciate all of you guys out there. Now, you might be new to the channel. You might have stumbled upon us. You might think we're only good for Bachelor Nation content. Oh, you're wrong. You are wrong. We've got so much else to offer, including Christmas content. That's right. It's December 1st. I'm going to promote it in my videos, so you're going to hear that throughout this podcast. I'm not going to clip it out, but Vlogmas are Christmas-themed vlogs, a vlog being a video log, kind of like a blog, but for video. And it is my wife and I, and sometimes cameos from our adorable... Um, elderly Basset Hound, and it is us sharing with you guys the good jolly and cheer that we find in Bachelor Nation. Now, let me tell you something. As we are traveling during Vlogmas, you'll catch us in Kentucky, Boston, Rhode Island, New York, California, maybe Europe. We'll have to see if the airline prices do us any favors. Does anyone work for an airline out there? Can anyone help us out? Where are my Icelandic folks out there? Could you help us out with Icelandic air? Oh, wouldn't that be nice if we know a pilot, you know, who works for Icelandic air? We'll take any airline except Spirit. If you work for Spirit, let's start a GoFundMe so we can get you to quit your job. That company sucks. Unless they want a sponsor here <laughs> for 20% for off your dumpiest flight ever. All right. Anyway, uh, check baggage. Who needs to check? You know, you know, you don't get check baggage when you fly Spirit. They just give you baggage after you fly there. It's so bad. Anyway, I digress. So we got a lot to come, a lot to talk to you guys about. And um, we are putting our money where our mouths are. We went to a Christmas themed German food restaurant yesterday. $26 drinks. I ordered two drinks. I'm not kidding. After taxes and tip, it was $70. Pray for me, old St. Nick. 
I'm going to put coal in the stocking of that German company. But I got to tell you, the whole place was decked out in amazing Christmas uh, decorations. So I kind of, I kind of understand paying $70 for a glass of sweet mold wine. Anyway, folks, without further ado, let's get into the story. And if you want to go check out the vlogs, I'll post a link in the description of this podcast, but you can also just search Vlogmas Tasha Courtney and you'll go check it out over there. All right, without further ado, here's our first clip of the day. Now, look, we're going to get into this story. We've been breaking it down like it's an Ikea bookshelf. We can't get out the front door. You ever move? And you're like, how do we get this thing in there? You built it in your living room. You got to break it down to sawdust. And then you got to sell it to some kid on Craigslist for $3. All right. I never got a shot is what Victoria Fuller says with her relationship uh, with Johnny in the after show. She never got a shot to properly explain herself. She didn't like how the mudslinging took place. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. We had a boatload of recaps and people might say, Dave, you're obsessed. Get over it. To which I reply, welcome to the news, folks. Let's get into it. No, I mean, look, there's so much to talk about. We're only 60 minutes into an hour and a half conversation. So we're just going to keep breaking it down slowly and surely. I wanted to shout out Michelle and her friends for coming to my stand-up show last night. I have a couple more shows in New York City tonight, 7 p.m. West Side Comedy Club. We'll be going out for a few warm or cold drinks afterwards. And tomorrow night, I've got a couple shows as well. Follow me on Instagram at dneals, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. If you can't watch those shows and want to see the me uh, share the video of that, you can see it on patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Here's my view. Look at this. You guys, I'm not kidding around. I am in the mobile studio. This is my view from Chelsea. If you look real closely in there, you can see the, um, oh, that's a beautiful shot right there of Lady Liberty. And of course, the Freedom Tower. No one can take our freedom. But for $400 a night, I'll pass on the prices of New York City. All right, let's get into it. So Victoria Fuller posts this, which is surprising. She says, I love you. That's surprising. I mean, what's today? December 1st. Today's December 1st. And she's uh, in love with Greg Grippo, or at least says, I love you. He says, shut the front door and kiss me. And everyone else says, oh my gosh, so great. Andrew Spencer says, damn, we had a good run, brother. Of course, uh, to the idea that he's no longer available because he's under her spell. Um, So there they are doing their dang thing. All right, I'm going to share what Victoria had to say. And in the next video, we're going to talk about Nick's bias, which, again, I actually think Nick Vile is doing the best job he could considering this circumstance. The only better thing he could do is just not interview her altogether and say, I've got a bias, I'm not going to interview her, which I wouldn't do. I would interview my friends. You can be as tough as possible on them. But, um, you know, it's probably one of those cases where a few questions were left on the cutting room floor. Either way, let's have a listen to what she has to say regarding how she was treated, and where her relationship with Greg stands right now. Have yeah, a listen. Like what, what did you want Johnny to take accountability for at the finale? I just wanted Johnny to take accountability for the fact that our relationship was going downhill prior to Greg and I starting to talk. That's it. And it was toxic. For the people who thought that you came across cold to Johnny at the finale, um, when you walked out, what would you say to that? I totally understand. And like, I could have handled myself so much better. And I look back and I regret that. But at the same time, I walked into a room where people were calling me a cheater or booing me. And so I walked into an entire audience that was already completely against me without even hearing my story and my side of things. They just wanted to believe him and to take his side. And I get it. 
And at the same time, her response to everyone was, I don't give a F what you guys think. Look, she was kind of trolled by that audience <clears throat> in a way. If I was her PR person, I'd say, don't react to it. She 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 gets baited to respond, and then she does. And look, hey, I get it. It's got to be tough. It's just one of those scenarios where you kind of have to take it on a chin. Because, uh, And I say that because you'll come out looking better after that. You know, the idea of like protesting too much, kind of, it, I'm not saying it makes her look guilty. I'm just saying she could have, I handled it with more grace as we saw. You know, he's upset and he's sad and I feel for him and I empathize with him. I just never got a fair shot walking out there. It was awful. I was there. You can see Victoria look and smile because I was the one person to be like, Woo! Yes. So, so the producer friends, the the uh, Nick's payroll, as we call them, which is that's their job. Um, they were kind of criticized by some people in the comment section that were said that said, "I'm bummed how much Allie and Amanda were one sided too." I usually turn to them for their great pushbacks and challenging, insightful commentary. Well, I mean, I don't know. Look, they're on Nick's payroll. Like, and not not to say that they can't think a certain way, but um, they've all seen this side of the story. Now, speaking of seeing a side of the story, I want to promote to you guys the project that my wife and I work on every year. It's called Vlogmas. Now, if you go to Tasha Courtney right here on YouTube and click on it, we're hosting Vlogmas on her channel this year. Um, I, I'm not going to promise to videos ev to make videos every day, but we've got a lot of content coming. This was just posted. Dave and Tasha taste test the new Peppermint Frosty. Yes, that's right. We're going to be doing Christmas-themed taste testing, the new Christmas products, new Christmas movies. If it's got Christmas in the title, I'm going to recap it. It's going to be, how, what's Victoria Fuller doing for Christmas? We're going to everything out there. So you can go check that out. We have an epic intro. Vlogmas 2022 with cassette decks, the whole nine yards, Pez containers. You're going to absolutely love it. Link below. Do me a favor. At the end of this video, go give that a watch, a comment, a like. You're going to enjoy the Christmas season with us or whatever holiday you like. I don't care. Get your atheist friends over and watch us eat some peppermint flavored Frosties. I don't care. Walked out. I was like, hey. I got you. I was like, hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> but I also think like the television element of this is so significant in terms of like, of course, you're going to be carefully choosing your words yeah. and like the cadence and the way that you're talking. Victoria carefully chose the way she told the audience to go F themselves. <laughs> is reflecting the fact that like anything you say will be aired on national television. Right. And so it probably feels like people are using that against you without actually taking into it like account the context you right. were in. When, right. when you snapped at Tyler... Mm. like <laughs> what uh why? i don't regret that i regret a lot of things <laughs> that night but i do not regret that also it what wasn't was the first on? time he interjected no that was like the fourth time he'd done that right he kept chiming in to a situation that he has no idea about like me you know and what was he, he saying he he I, I i don't know he i wouldn't let him get in there you know what he was saying he was calling you a cheater that's what Tyler was doing. He was he was hammering in the point that he wasn't going to let her get away with the wrongs he felt she had committed to his buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's none of his business. It was between Johnny and I, and we were having a conversation. But here's the thing. I, I, I sort of agree with her that it's none of his business, but at the same time, it's very hard to prosecute your own point. It's like when you go to court, you're supposed to have an attorney. It, they just do a better job. And it's, it's better for one of your friends to stick up for you than, like, Johnny can't stand up there and call her a cheater. 
not in the way that a friend could. So it's one of those, like, you have your friends do the dirty work for you. I'm not saying it's always great, but that's kind of how it works. Like, your friends are willing to stick up for you in ways that you possibly can't. And so much so that if we look here, I'm just going to go right now because I wasn't planning to talk about this. But if we go to bachelornation.scoop here, hold on, we have um, very expensive Hyatt internet, bachelornation.scoop here. They compiled, I'm assuming they compiled this because it was so good. They compiled what some of Johnny's friends had been saying. And we're going to cover some of the th criticisms they're paying towards Nick. But look at Colin Farrell, the Colin Farrell here. He captioned then um, he captioned this um, next step, matching tattoos with him hugging Johnny. And then after that, meet me in Rome, question mark. All roses lead to Rome. Point being, you know, your friends can get away with saying more than you can. Uh, when it comes to spats as they were and johnny did actually try to like speak up and be like okay tyler like you know relax um but it was none of his fucking business Whoa. like i'm having a conversation with somebody who i was in a relationship tyler we weren't in a three-way okay buddy so stay the fuck out whoa i hear you let's talk wow. about you two Okay, let's All right, the conversation shifts to the convo between Greg Grippo and Victoria Fuller's relationship. <laughs> What's different about this relationship? You guys seem excited about each other. And they both say they've been in a ton of toxic relationships. Well, clearly this is going to go perfectly fine. That's like that's like saying, well, I've blown off seven of my fingers playing with fireworks, but let's try this firework. I've Why is this fingers? working? You guys are obviously moving fast. You have matching tattoos. You went to Rome. Chabella. Chabella. Um, why do you feel more confident about your relationship with Greg, despite it moving very quickly, more so than your relationship with Johnny I or think, any other relationship that you had, I guess? Yeah, I think what has been the most telling about Greg and I's relationship is the way that he's handled this entire situation. Victoria's like, in the 13 days that we've known each other, 12 of those days, he's been perfect. He was cranky one of those days, but 12 out of 13 ain't bad in my book. From start to finish. He's been patient. He's been understanding. He never pushed anything. He's always just been so supportive of me. And he's had my back 1,000% of the time. And I just couldn't ask for a better partner in it. He just truly, I don't know. He's just been so great. And also, too, we just are very open and honest with one another. The way we communicate, the way that we fight, because everyone fights, right? But And this is where a lot of people had a point of concern where they go, yeah, everyone fights, but in your first 13 days, do you fight? And look, look, I get it. You know, you, you know, when you're, when you start dating, you're trying to feel each other out, metaphorically speaking, uh, consensually. And uh, you're trying to figure out like, oh, that's the trigger that, oh, you don't like that. You don't like it when we do, it. you know, it's a, it's a give and take. So I guess it depends on how, uh, what kind of fights they're talking about, but you know, with some, I guess, and Hey, look, to give Victoria full credit here, she might just be the type of personality that 99 out of 100 guys couldn't date her, but one guy's perfect for her. And that might be Greg. I always say that about my wife. I mean, golly, Tasha, right? Some of these guys couldn't hang with Tasha. They would not last a second with this lovely lady. But boy, do we have the cheat codes to success. Right, lady? All right, she's waiting for me. We don't call each other names. We don't scream at each other. We are like, okay, where is this actually coming from? Why are you upset? It's more of a conversation, an open conversation versus like 
he said, she said, you did this. I did like. Mm -hmm. It's almost like Greg is, is the rudder on her ship of progress, emotionally speaking. Hey, good for them. We got a few more pieces of content coming your way. Next video, we're going to talk about Nick's bias. Some of the comments that people are leaving uh, and not liking the way he conducted this interview. I, I honestly, when it comes to the technical aspects of what Nick does, I generally find myself um, complimenting him. I do. You know, like I said before, there were some questions he probably could have pushed back on or asked more of. But, um, you know, for a guy that, uh, I don't know, for a guy who's from a dating reality show, I think he does a pretty decent job. I know I know. sometimes, you know, in order for me to criticize people, I got to also look at the positives. We got to look at that in all situations. Why Greg went to the reunion. Greg tells Victoria, and I'm paraphrasing this, you got some balls to ask me to go on the show. I never thought it would happen. Reality Steve... Um, had a hypothesis. He was saying, well, I think Greg's going to show up because X, Y, and Z. I said, no way. You got it wrong. They can't pay him enough money to show up. And sure enough, he shows up. And I was like, well, I guess I was wrong there. Just a shocker. So we're going to get into this story. But more importantly, Greg talks about inner child work, which I love when contestants bring therapy onto the show and actually have meaningful discussions. As much as you don't want to see Victoria and Greg and Johnny and anybody get ripped to shreds for what they do on TV, at the very end, if they can uh, regrow and rebirth from that um, sort of collapse of who they previously were, that is a good thing. And that can happen. It could happen for Victoria and it could happen for Greg. Maybe it involves some mushrooms or ayahuasca or a shaman somewhere. I don't know. But either way, do what you need to do to recover from, you know, the traumas we we grew up with. Uh, I think that's a good thing. Um, if you want to check out uh, more bonus content, uh, uh, my, my wife, I almost said fiance, my wife and I have a vlog channel or it's on her vlog channel, uh, and it's called Vlogmas. And every year we do Christmas-themed vlogs. If you want to check that out, uh, just posted it. We're getting great reviews. It's in 4K, beautiful vlog of my wife, myself, and our beautiful uh, elderly basset hound uh, doing Christmas-themed activities. All right, so let's get into it. Let's hear what Greg has to say regarding his inner child work. I got to tell you, I'll bury the lead. I kind of think I'm starting to like Greg. I mean, I've always liked Greg. I really have. I've always found him to be a pretty good guy in his attempt to grow. Uh, but um, any couple that's willing to put in the work and talk about things like this, I support. In that department? Absolutely. I mean, we have this conversation all the time, like about like our inner child yeah. uh, work and like what type of, you know. Wounds we have. Yeah, wounds or like traumas like we have. And we just try to stay cautious of that. You know, your yours would probably be. Abandonment, abandonment. And, you know, that that means I'm not bursting out of the house or being like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not coming out with anything like, oh, I'm well, I'm leaving like or I'm, threatening to leave the relationship. Yeah. In order. Yeah. It, it's just it's just really staying cautious and like, you know, we're, it's just a new relationship. So we're really just trying to just. Yeah, be careful as careful as we can. And it's like learning your own trigger and learning your partner's trigger and not necessarily avoiding it, but, you know, having a fair conversation. That's really what it comes down to is a fair conversation. Hey, brief shout out to the friends that came to my stand up show last night in the village in New York City. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show shows tonight in um, uh, West Side Comedy Club in the Upper West Side. And then tomorrow night, another couple shows in Greenwich Village. If you want to come to those, follow me on Instagram at Neils. All right. What is the inner child? What is inner child work? We hear these terms. What do they mean? The inner child is part of our subconscious. So when we work with this part of us, we're working with the subconscious to change current day patterns. And if people are wondering, do I have a problem? Do I need to work on it? Look directly in the camera. Yes, 
You do. We all do. We all have work that needs to be done and continue to be done. I look at it like a video game that has no ending. The ending is Nirvana, right? The ending's just pure bliss. We're not there yet. Keep peeling away the layers. We have the opportunity to go within and explore unhelpful messages we received as children, such as you are too much or you are stupid. Inner child work allows us to address unhelpful coping mechanisms we developed in childhood to get our needs met. 20, 25 signs you have a wounded inner child. Uh, you are on Bachelor. <laughs> 25 signs. You are on the show, The Bachelor. Uh, number one, you feel that there's something wrong with you. You feel anxiety whenever doing anything new. You tend to be a chronic people pleaser. That's me. Bingo. Your deepest fear is being abandoned. You're dr- you're driven to be an A plus super achiever. Nah, I don't really have that. You <laughs> like this is good enough. You're driven to. Okay, you constantly criticize yourself. I have. I constantly criticize people's audio. Um, I've got a wounded inner child from listening to bad audio. Listen to Amy Grant in my, you know, DVS cassettes in my mom's station wagon. You never felt close with your mother or father. I don't know about that. I felt close to my mom. Maybe, yeah, but of course, we, like I said, we all have inner child issues we need to work on, folks. How about some affirmations for you? Just say a few of these today while you're driving to work, whatever. I will keep you safe now. Yeah, that sounds kind of weird to say that to yourself. We do not need to betray ourselves to be loved. In the past, people hurt us, and I am now here for our healing. You are worthy just as you are. We are free to rest, play, explore, and do things we love just for us. You know, that's part of my my sort of like goals and dreams in life are just to like be playful and not be feel judged. And it's like, you know, you, you see the version I present to you and, and vice versa. We all love this version, but it really is like, how do you dance and not feel judged? That's, that's the, you know, and I mean that metaphorically, but how do you can skip through the streets and not care what other people think of you? That's the, that's the goal, folks. And um, I really appreciate that Greg brought this up. To be mindful and intentional mm-hmm. with one another because we both have come from such toxicity in both our previous relationships. So now we just are hyper aware of everything and people have commented if victoria says she comes from toxicity it, she has to look in the mirror and greg as well and we all do if you you know it takes two to tango or sometimes more than two to tango but the point being that oh i only date jerks well why are you attracting jerks what do you bring to the table that brings you to the jerk store everybody hold yourselves accountable you can't change others but you can look at why you're in a mess and maybe that's what they're doing. Now, of course, we can pick apart moments in this interview where we can see Victoria shift to anger. And when people shift to anger, I see that as sadness. And I really think, and I've said this before, it always resonates when I say this. I think for people listening, if you're ever dealing with an angry person, just reframe their anger as sadness and you might not be as offended. We get offended when someone's angry, but we don't get offended when someone's sad. So try to not take someone's anger as insulting or like, oh, I'm lesser than because they're angry at me. Just think of it as like, that's the way of coping with something that's not right yet. And I think that can help us like sort of build those um, empathic bridges as it were. With one another. And on top of that, I mean, this week in general has definitely been the most challenging week for us. And I think it would probably be one of the most challenging weeks for like most new relationships in life. You know, for to just see like so many people like against us and like I've I've been through my shit with my season. She's been through her shit. So we kind of like both been through this in a sense, but like it's hurtful for me. It's been killing me how much this has affected her. And it's been really hard to 
It's been one week since you looked at me. Stay upbeat in in everyday life, you know, when this shit is like weighing over our heads. But we're still making it work and we're still going to be together after this. Yeah. Um, and we're still we're going to figure it out. You going to AF. And a lot of people have said that that it, it's so heavy for an, uh, for an early relationship. Yeah, it's gasoline. They've poured gasoline on the relationship with everything that's gone down. Some of the gasoline they've poured, some of the audience has poured, some people in Rome poured. And now they're going to decide what, it, what, what they've got when all the dust settles. And we'll see. Far, how did that happen? And do you, are you like, wh- yeah, why did you go? Um, so after Italy, um, obviously a lot of people started figuring, finding out about that. And, you know, one of the producers, producers called her um, the week after and they were like, how, how do you think that he would feel about coming out? Um, and she's like, he would never go for it because at the end of the day, their breakup had nothing to do the end with of the me. day. And he's got a point there. Their breakup had nothing to do with Greg. Now, Greg, now you could make the argument they broke up because of the trust issues, because Johnny knew Greg was waiting in the wings. Listen, Johnny and Victoria would have found another reason to break up. Maybe it was maybe it was expedited. Maybe it was two day shipping, you know? I But that package was getting delivered. Now Greg's package is getting delivered, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wrong wrong button. I meant to hit the wrong one. Oh boy, geez, we really missed. Uh, Greg's package is getting delivered. Oh my okay, you got God. it there. Me going out there made it seem like that in a, in a sense. You know, it, it turned into her and I. But when she called me the week after uh, the, her and the producers talked, I, I immediately heard it in the tone of her voice. She's like, So I talked to this producer, and I was like, And then Greg goes, You must got some balls. You got some Jersey balls on you to think you're gonna drag me into your little skits. Like you got some balls. If you if I if you if I like believe that you're about to ask me what you're about to ask me. I'm not kidding when I say I want to move to New Jersey. I like I like New Jersey. I like the people. Greg's the most toned down version of New Jersey. He's like you got some balls. If you think she's like I don't have balls. I have ovaries. What do you? I think I do. And she just like you know started laughing. And at first we were really reluctant because like this is. We care about this relationship so much. We just want to protect it. And we wanted to, to protect it. Yeah. But me and her continue to grow to continue to grow every single day. And I mean, I was there was no Apparently qu- Victoria's growing balls. Question towards the end. And like with all this stuff coming out that I was just like, I just need to support her. No matter what, I'm going out there. And Greg needs to support her because she's his lady and they've been dating for three years now. Wait, what's that? What's that? It's only been 12 days. Oh, oh boy. Um, and he knew what I was walking out into because we had kind of caught wind of what Johnny was going to be saying. Um, and, you know, to have that accusation against me, he he just wanted to support me and be there. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I, I get it. It's rough. Greg's the new guy. So he's got a bias because he's the new guy. But at the same time, try to find the, the things here. People are saying that they've been canoodling since September 8th. Johnny says their relationship didn't end till mid-September. So obviously, you know... There, I'm not, and I'm not saying Victoria cheated. I'm saying sources say she cheated. Like, for those that are like, you know, I was the first one to talk about this, but like, trust me when I say it was a tidal wave approaching. You know what I mean? It was like iceberg right ahead. Okay, it was coming. 
this was this conversation was coming and the timeline was murky and it still is. My my person over here in New York City says they're both on a list on September 8th being at a nightclub together. I know the nightclub and they were canoodling on the couch. Now, could a friends be canoodling on the couch? Yeah, sure. Now, could Victoria have honestly broken up with Johnny end of August and he just couldn't take it and she Yeah, that's absolutely true too. That narrative fits. Greg, uh, I'm sorry, Johnny knew when when him and his kind of cronies were saying that she was cheating, that they, that she wouldn't be able to prove she wasn't, and she knows that they won't be able to prove that she cheated. You know what I mean? So it's one of those, like, no one really knows. And, yeah, we should lean on innocent till proven guilty, but, I mean, I, you know, this is this is an unfat, uh, you know, unfortunate truth when you go on the TV show is that people are going to be overanalyzing the timeline 17 vid- videos later. And it, it, was, it was so difficult because, like, I... I didn't know I was going out on stage until like four hours prior. I, we really wanted this to happen in the back. I, I, I didn't want this to happen in a full audience because like I know how it's perceived, but there was, you know, they were really making it as if like there was like really no way around it. I mean, I understand it's like hard to film like in a, in a goddamn trailer. So I, I, if, if Greg, tr- trust me when I say this, if Greg held true to his guns, they would have filled him in the bathroom of that venue. Trust me when I say that the information in the tea is so piping hot. They made it seem to Greg like he had to do it live and they took the bait and that wasn't the right thing to do. It wasn't the right thing to do for any of them in this situation with a live audience because it, it does get nasty out there. Now look, um, is my voice as nasty as a couple hundred people yelling and booing? I personally, my bias is that no, that we're having more of a sort of um, a, 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 I mean, you, you know, can call me biased in one direction. Of course, we all have our biases, but like, I'm trying to give them as much benefit of that as possible here. I don't know if the audience did that. The audience always resorts to group think. It's like either we boo or we cheer. The audiences are not smart. Humans are, humans are smart. Uh, humanity is not. I really, there was January 6th no question for me that I wanted to support her. It was just about how, how we can do this. And I, I knew what she was walking into and I wanted to be, I wanted to do it with her. I didn't want her to do this alone. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, we have great recap by Nick. Makes sense. Nick Vile responds to criticism and comments of regarding his interview of Greg Grippo and Victoria Fuller following the messiest story of 2022. So he responds uh, on TikTok, Instagram, all those places, and posts an Instagram story. We're going to read that for you, plus what he initially said about his own bias as it exists here. Bias is one of those, it's, you know, it's, it's like when someone accuses you of mansplaining. It's like, I'm a man and I explain something. I can't defend that. If someone says you have a bias, you can't defend that. If someone says you have a privilege, you can't defend that. They're just things that exist. We all have biases. We all have privileges. We all mansplain or women'splain or bad Bachelor explain, bachelor explaining with Dave Neal. Either way, by the by the by the uh, way, check out my podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour, if you haven't already. For what a way to start 2023! You know, it's one month until 2023, and uh, my New Year's resolution was to start a podcast, and we just celebrated our one year month anniversary. One month month anniversary. Anyway, we're gonna get into this story right now. Ariel, good friend of the podcast, said you're obsessed with this story. Talk about something else, Jesus. To which I responded, no, I'm not done recapping it. I've got two more videos today on it. Uh, I'm also on vacation, and it's the easiest story to discuss. So go watch my Vlogmas content instead, okay? Now, look, Ariel has the right to tell me she's over it. 
Uh, but by all means, if you're over it, check this out. Here's the intro for Christmas, uh, for Vlogmas this season, which is um, uh, pretty much almost close to daily Christmas content where we review new Christmas movies like the Lindsay Lohan movie. It's a pass for me, even though I like Lindsay Lohan. Um, uh, and um, we, we kind of discuss all things Christmas. So in this video right now, I'm going to share what Nick had to say. But first, uh, everyone can thank Ariel for wanting different content. So we're going to play the Christmas intro. This is on my wife, Tasha Courtney's YouTube channel. We just dropped it this morning. Reveal. We're button our flannels, folks. Five, six, seven, eight. Here we go. Let's get it going. It's Vlogmas Day One, baby. Wanna wish you a merry, merry Christmas. Right, you can go check the rest of that out. Uh, link in the comment section, and there'll be a post uh, at the end of this video. All right, let's get into it. So here's what Nick had to say about his biases before today, before yesterday's podcast, and then we'll share what he said on Instagram. Listen, I love that Bachelor Nation is passionate, and and I know, you know, some people were from anything from very triggered to, I guess, frustrated by what they perceived as our bias takes. I mean, listen, all I can do is acknowledge that uh, Victoria and Greg are friends of mine. I mean, that is what it is. I suppose if you think that that alone disqualifies me from having an obje objective opinion about this, there's nothing I, I, I guess I can do about that. I don't think it would be surprising to many of you listening to this uh, show, and correct me if I'm wrong, Alien Amanda, but I'm the type of friend that like prides myself in, in being the friend who who says things to my friends, even if they don't want to hear it. So look, he did the best he could. He said, correct me if I'm wrong, people that are on my payroll. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you want to get paid this week? Correct me if I'm wrong. End of the year bonuses are coming up. But he said, look, if you think I've got a bias, then what else can I say? And that's true, of course. But, you know, of course there is a bias, but he can try his best. I think he does his best. I think Nick does his best to ask some pressing questions. I think he operates, and I think Victoria operate on what could be false premises, and we'll get into that in a second here. But here's his response after, um, after uh, you know, discussing the podcast. Say thank you to everyone who has listened to the most recent episode of The Vile Files, Victoria and Greg Tell All. Um, it's my most listened to episode in 24 hours of all time. And we've done 508 of these bad boys. And we've had some amazing guests and incredible episodes over the years, haven't we, Jeff? But um, thanks for listening. It also pleases my heart because when we were previewing uh, the episode, certainly, obviously, uh, there were some uh, uh, some trolls, some critics, who would who said no one cares about them. Anyway, uh, seems as though uh, that's not the case. <laughs> I love what a pompous prick he is because I, I respect that. I would say the same thing. Seems as though that's not the case. I would say the same thing. I get it. He's like, oh, yeah, to those people out there that were wondering if this was relevant, it's the number one hit I've ever had. How my ass taste. That's basically what he's saying. Uh, so congratulations, uh, <laughs> Greg and Victoria. People care. 
<laughs> He's such a dick. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. He'd be a good he'd be a good comic for that reason where he can just like smile and be an absolute dick. It's very Seinfeld-esque of him. I respect it. He said this, remember, it's not that hard to try to empathize with two people with different points of views. Many of us have been both Johnny and Victoria in this situation. I very much remember doing anything to avoid ending a relationship. And I've also had countless talks when the other person didn't want to accept it was over long after I was done. So he's operating from the premise that Victoria dumped Johnny and Johnny wasn't accepting it and Victoria moved on, which could be true. That could be true. But that's what the premise he's operating from. So people had commented, currently listening and had to stop. I honestly can't stand with with her, Victoria, playing the victim and blaming him. They just weren't meant for each other at the end. Nick responded, I'm not sure how many times she can say she played a role and owned up to her actions for you to think she was trying to explain why she wanted out. Someone said, I feel like both parties are having a public contest of who was more of a victim and who did less wrong. Nick said, I think Victoria would have loved to not walk out on the stage to, to accusations of being a cheater. Well, that being the case, if she, in fact, did not cheat, the timeline is still gray the timeline is sus said somebody if she was at the party two days after johnny saying that it was done with him yet they spoke about it to therapist well how's that nick said it's so relatable that people try to end a relationship but the other party doesn't want to accept it it's not hard to believe unless you don't want to someone said they never should have gotten engaged though and nick said i'm sure they both agree so you see you see the framing that nick's got which could be true we don't know but he said how many of you tried to end a toxic relationship but they tried to not accept it if that's the framing and if that's what went down, that's the best sort of PR framing that they could put out there. The, the beat the message down that they were finished and she moved on quickly, which again could have been the case. Of course, as we've done over and over, we looked at the different um, uh, you know DMs we've gotten from people saying that um, uh, that Greg and Victoria were canoodling on September 8th. Uh, Victoria says she officially ended things um, end of August, but then... She says Johnny didn't really get it till mid-September. It's like, did Johnny not get it or were you guys not done? If you, Were you still working on things? Because if you were working, there's two things that could have happened. She could have slowly been letting him down or if they were still working on things, it would have been all for naught if, they, if Johnny and Victoria were working on things and she was spot um, at a nightclub on a couch canoodling with Greg. Again, depends on how you want to look at it. So the commenters have not been kind. Uh, to Nick, some said, even Greg Grippo himself is not riding this hard. Birds of a feather. I swear to God, this man is going to break up with Natalie for Victoria in six months. Tops, count on it. Um, that would never happen. I mean, I don't think that would happen. But boy, we'll be the first to report it. I think the person pointing out the who's the bigger victim contest has a point. I think both parties have not fully owned up to their wrongdoing and both are unreliable narrators. Johnny is no saint for his disgusting language towards Victoria. On the other hand, Victoria definitely is omitting details and the math is not mathing timeline-wise. Honestly, Nick probably shouldn't be going to bat for anyone. Yeah, I think that's like key is like, let the situation be what it is. People can decide it. But the more Nick goes to bat for Victoria, it almost dilutes the conversation that happened, right? So it's like the conversation on the podcast was really good from one side's point of view is really good. So now we have to say, okay, well, the more it's like, the more he goes to defense for that, that, that storyline, I don't, not, maybe it doesn't water it down, but you just go, okay, all right, people will come up to their own conclusions, but they're not exactly believing the information Victoria's spoon feeding them. They're just not. So if I were in Nick's shoes, I, I'm sure there were other tougher questions I could have dug in on, but honestly, 
it's his friend. He probably wasn't going to get the interview if he did that. Um, is it North Korean Communist Party uh, media? Not exactly, but it's kind of close because, like I said, there were moments where he probably could have pushed in on different aspects of that timeline. Or I guess the only honest way to really do it would be to have Johnny and her kind of like share receipts, even if they had to do it. I know this sounds so silly, but even if they had to share receipts off camera and just say, look, here are the text messages. All we know is that Nick's girlfriend, Natalie, said that Victoria said they were on a break. I don't know. I don't know how it works if you're on a break, if you then can canoodle with someone else. Like, what was the, what were the boundaries of the break? All those different things are so in the gray area. All right, we made it to the finish line. I try so hard to make these podcasts under 30 minutes, but uh, the content is the content and it drives the channel. All right, anyway, we'll have more for you tomorrow. Let me know what you guys think. Don't forget to check out Vlogmas day one you'll you'll love it leave a comment on the youtube video we appreciate all the support all right without further ado that was it from me i'm dave neal this is bachelor rush hour